Chapter Six of House, Garden, and Field by L. C. Meal. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A general knowledge paper on common things for grown-up people. One, how may the waxing moon be distinguished at a glance from the waning moon? Two, how does a cat wink? Three, why do the black keys of a piano run in twos and threes? Four. Walking under some trees on a summer day, I find a great number of bees lying helpless on the ground. Some have lost their heads. What has happened? 5. Why does dust rise from the road with a light wind, while the heaps of stones, of the same weight for a given bulk, lie still? 6. What differences can you point out between the skin of the palm and the back of the hand? 7. Draw from memory and inside view the surface of the mercury in a barometer tube, and the surface of water as seen in a tube of the same size. 8. Why does the moon look bigger when near the horizon? Prove that her apparent diameter, as measured by instruments, must be less when she is near the horizon than when she is high in the heaven. 9. On a frosty morning, when the ground is thinly covered with snow, I have remarked that the snow lies longer than elsewhere on a low bridge over a dry gully, that it melts early on a low bridge over a stream, and that the mud is quite soft under a railway bridge. Explain these differences. 10. Why is the breastmate of a fowl white and the leg meat dark? Mention birds which come to table whose breastmate is dark. 11. Why does a pan of milk boil over sooner than a pan of water? 12. In how many different ways can you tell the north? 13. Of what advantage is it to a horse chestnut that its young leaves droop and hang vertically? 14. Design two wheelbarrows, one suitable for wheeling garden rubbish and the other suitable for wheeling lumps of iron or lead. 15. Why do we slide the hand toward the coal when lifting a heavy lump with a pair of tongs? 16. Why do we swing the hands to and fro when walking fast? I will add a question which I cannot answer fully, though I have puzzled over it for years. Why do the leaves of the aspen and some other poplars quiver? It is easy to see how they do it. A glance at the leaf stalk is enough. But what is the advantage of the quivering leaves? Many years ago, Charles Waterton set the fashion of puzzling his readers with hard questions. Why, he asks, has one cow horns and another none? Why does a dog lap water and a sheep drink it? Why has a horse large warts on the inside of his legs? Why does cock robin sing for twelve months consecutively, whilst his companion, the chaffinch, warbles but half the time? Quote, a boy or girl, says Herbert Spencer, rising in the teens, might with advantage be asked, How happens it that in hilly counties such as Devonshire the lanes are deep down below the surface of the adjacent fields, whereas in flat countries the surfaces of the lanes and of the fields are on the same level. What is the definite and unmistakable distinction between running and walking? Why do horses and cows drink as human beings do by sucking in the water, whereas dogs and cats drink by lapping? What is the adjustment of the parts of the eye which gives the infantine stare, as contrasted with the adjustment which gives the calm gaze of the adult? What advantage does a plant get from having a hollow stem or stem filled with pith? And why is this advantage, which many short-lived plants avail themselves of, unavailable by trees, save when young and afterwards in their shoots? 
Why, in a river, is the water next a convex shore usually shallow, and the bottom often sandy? A teacher who understood his business would be continually devising questions of these and countless other kinds to which no answers could be found in books, and would persistently refuse to give the answers, leaving the questions to be puzzled over for years, if need were. The mental exercise which solving one such question implies is of more value than that implied by a dozen rote-learnt lessons. Unquote. End of chapter 6